All right, so we're just going to jump right into it. Um, Today we're going to be uh talking about, you know, lessons from the story of Isaac. You know, lessons we can learn from uh, the story of Isaac in the Bible. Now, if you're not familiar with Isaac, Isaac was um the son of Abraham and Sarah. You know, he was the miracle son. You know, he was the son that um, Abraham and Sarah gave birth to at an old age so he was definitely special but um through his story we can learn uh you know how to let god guide our lives and place his will ahead of our own so i think this is something that we all can definitely take with us and apply to our lives and use it you know for the greater good but we're just gonna hop straight into it man so uh first i want to start things off from my perspective um, one thing I had to learn throughout my life was how to let God guide my life and place his will ahead of my own. You know, I remember I had I would have this plan of, on how my life would partake. I told myself I would do this my way and my way only. I figured I would accomplish many things at a certain age or that I would be doing whatever I had envisioned for myself by a certain time in my life. Now, I can tell you all now that I was completely wrong. You know, I was so busy. I was so busy focusing on what I wanted for my life instead of focusing on the one who gave me life, which was God. Now, one thing I want you all to know is that God's willingness to use us is far greater than our than our desire to be used. You see, God has plans for our life. Both his plans and promises are larger than ours. Our lessons in life and how we handle them can determine how our lives unfold. That is why I'm hoping that what you all hear while reading it, while, while hearing this, what you all receive while hearing this, I'm sorry, helps you understand God's will for your life and helps you shape and helps shape you into the person God has called you to be. Now, from the story of Isaac, um, we can learn through his life experiences and lessons how God guided his life, you know, and how someone's life's look when being guided by God. We also can see the characteristics characteristics of one's life who was led by God. So here's a, here are a couple of strengths that uh, Isaac uh, had. You know, one was he demonstrated great patience, and two was uh, he was very caring and consistent, at least until his sons were born. You know, when they when they uh, came into the world, you know, uh, things got a little uh, conflicted between uh, his son and, and his wife. Now, some weaknesses that he um, displayed was that under pressure, he tended to lie. In conflict, he tried to avoid confrontation. And then he uh, played favors between his sons and his wife. Now, some lessons from his life. One is patience often brings rewards. And another one is that God keeps his promises. He remains faithful even when we are faithless. So let's get right into it, man. So about Isaac. Isaac inherited everything from his father, including God's promise to make his descendants into a great nation. As a boy, Isaac did not resist as his father prepared to sacrifice him. And as a man, he gladly accepted the wife that others chose for him. Now, if we look at Genesis 25, 21, we can see that Isaac pleaded with God and prayed to God so that his wife Rebecca could have had 
could so that his wife Rebecca could have children. Now my question is this: How can we apply this to our lives? What is the Bible encouraging us to do? The Bible is encouraging us to ask for our most personal and important requests. You see, God wants to answer our prayers, but we must ask Him first. One thing Isaac learned was that God sometimes may decide to hold His answer, and it could be for various reasons. One is to deepen our insight into what we need, two is to widen our appreciation for His answers. And the third is to allow us to mature so that we can use his gifts more wisely. But this is the most important thing I want you all to take from this. Prayer is one of the best ways we can build a relationship with God. The first thing from from the verse uh, Genesis 25, 21, it says Isaac went to um, God in prayer. So if we want to have a relationship with God, we have to, um, you know, have prayer. We have to believe in prayer, you know, because that is one of the um, most effective ways we can uh, build that relationship with God is by praying. You know, how can we ever get guidance and understand our will for our lives if we don't pray and if we don't build a relationship? So through Isaac, we can learn that prayer is an effective way of getting guidance from God and allowing him to place his will in our lives. Now, secondly, if we look at Genesis 26, 12 to 16, we can see that God kept his promise to bless Isaac. He became rich and his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. Now, I know you we hear rich and wealthy, you know, that probably um, that that gets us energized, that, that, that pumps us up, that makes us ha happy. But that's not what I really want to focus on. You know, it's not about becoming rich and very wealthy. Instead, I want you all to, to hear how the Philistines reacted. The Philistines became jealous of Isaac because everything he did seemed to go right. You know, he had started to become wealthy. He started to become rich. You know, God was just blessing him. God was multiplying everything he had touched in his life. So the the, Philist, the Philistines saw that and they started to become jealous. So when they saw that, they told him to leave. They told him to go away because they felt like he became too powerful. Now, here's a lesson we can learn from Isaac when God is guarding our, guiding our lives and we are putting his will before ours. Jealousy can begin to come from the closest of friends and even family. That is why it is extremely important how we handle jealousy. Let's take a look at how Isaac handled the, handled the jealousy of the Philistines. Now in Genesis 26, verses 26 through 31, Isaac's enemies wanted to make peace. Isaac asked them why they came to him after they sent him away. Their response was, and I want y'all to hear this. We saw clearly that the Lord was with you. And what did Isaac do? Instead of reacting to them in an angry or hostile manner as they did him, Isaac reacted with love, turning the occasion into a celebration. So what can we ultimately learn from Isaac? We can learn that when God 
its influence in our lives attracts people, even the enemies. We must take opportunity to reach out to them with God's love. So when we allow God to guide our lives, we learn to love others the way God loves. I want to, I'm going to say that one more time for y'all. When we allow God to guide our lives, we learn to love others the way God loves. Let's move on down some more, man. So in Genesis 26, um, 17 through 22, Isaac and his man dug new wells. Now listen to this. When the first couple of altercations arose, Isaac moved on. You know, there was some men, they came around and they were telling Isaac, no, nah, you can't dig here. You can't do that here. This is this our, this, this our land. This is our space. Go on about your business. That's what they basically was telling him. So what did Isaac do? He he moved on and he just went and dug another well. But when he dug another well, listen to this. Let's see what God did for him. Look what God did for him. When he dug another well, God finally made enough room for everyone. God finally made enough room for everyone. I just want y'all to see how look how God is working in Isaac's life. Because he's letting him guide him. He's he he's letting uh God's will uh, go ahead of his own will for his life. But I want you to hear this. After he dug that well, God made enough room for everyone. Now listen, Isaac could have easily started a conflict, but instead he compromised for the sake of peace. When God is directing our lives, we have to be willing to make peace with others. So what you should do is ask God for the wisdom to know when to stand and fight and to know when to make peace. This is my question to you. Would you be willing to let go of an important position or, value, or valuable possession to keep the peace? From Isaac's point of view, he had every right to fight back when the Philistines ruined his wells. Yet he decided to keep the peace. Now listen, in the end... And this is important. In the end, the Philistines respected him for his patience. They ended up respecting him, respecting him. They ended up respecting Isaac because he was patient, even though that they, even though they had been uh, disrespectful, even though they um, told him that he couldn't do this, he was patient with them. He was understanding, and for that, they ended up respecting respecting him when it was all said and done. Moving on to the next thing, man, and the last thing. So, what can we learn from Isaac? Just from this brief, uh, you know, uh, description of, of what he had uh, experienced and some lessons he had uh, been through. Understand that Isaac had many shortcomings, but he was a part of God's plan. The model his father gave him included a great gift of faith in the one true God. God had promised to create a great nation through Isaac so that he would bless the world. Now that promise was fulfilled and eventually passed on to his two sons. So the biggest thing we can take away from Isaac is that despite our shortcomings, God can still work through us. God always keeps his promises. So the next time you pray, Put into your words that you desire to be available to God. 
I'm going to say it one more time. The next time you pray, put into your words that you desire to be available to God. I pray that this message, I pray that Isaac's story, I pray that these words help you continue to build your relationship with God and continue to grow, draw closer to God. I pray that you become, become more dependent on God and that you trust in him in every aspect of your life. Love you all. Have a blessed day.